feet. Knocks off number one, Indiana. Brent Spillane continues to be the hottest thing in college baseball. The Illini win it over Ohio State, 28 to 21 at the Horseshoe in Columbus. Darren for the tie. He got it. Oh, he got it. 80, 80. Hey, guess what? We're going bowling. And welcome to Oski Talk. My name's Anthony Pasquale with Patrick Catazone, and today we get to recap the fact that we're going bowling. It's unbelievable. This last game has so many repercussions for the future. I have a huge speech lined up. Shall I give it now? Go ahead. Run it. All right. So first of all, let's talk about the easy thing to think about. It's recruiting. Bowl win. Or bowl, going to a bowl game and getting to hopefully seven wins is huge for recruiting. We look better. You know, it's easier sell, right? That's that's the easy one to go. The second thing that I think is big about this game was um, linebacker development. Uh, Dawson DeGroot and Callen Tolson got in. Callen and Dawson got – Dawson specifically got a lot of praise on Twitter, but let me be the uh, the pessimist that I am for a second – they both got pulled on so many reads, it was bad. They're going to have to learn a little bit more. I'm glad they got in-game experience in this one because they both made some really good plays throughout it. Um, so that it wasn't all bad, you know. Um, but I will say this, there's going to need to be improvement over the next year when we lose some of these guys. Um, and when they start stepping up into their bigger roles. Um, and I think we'll see it, but... Glad they got a little experience in this game. They're going to need to improve. Um, big one for that. The second thing I want to talk about, Lovey Smith extension now. How long do we keep him? And, and really, how long do we keep the assistance we have? Because Rod Smith now is a hot commodity after scoring 27 points against a really good Michigan State defense. Hopefully, he's a long-term guy. I don't think he'll leave, but... You know, who steps up into his role once it's all done. You know, on top of it, we have an assistant spot open after firing Hardy Nickerson. So there's room for potentially, hopefully, over this next summer, they'll add an assistant. I hope on the defensive side, I think offensively we're set. We got online, tight end, wide receiver, quarterback, maybe a quarterback coach. Um, quarterback, offensive coordinator, I think we're good on that that end. Um, I think we have running backs coach too, so all good there. Um, but adding our own defensive coach, outside linebacker coach, maybe that'd be a good spot for him. Mm -hmm. um, or a defensive coordinator, and still have Lovey call plays. That works as well too. Those are the three three big things I, I wanted to mention about the future of this program. But another thing I, I also want to mention, completely unrelated, when I talked about earlier in the beginning of the season about Rod Smith betting on himself, man, did that bet really pay off. Yeah, and, and we revisit this, I feel like, every week because he's doing something that, you know, surprises us. They put up 25 unanswered against a really good Michigan defense. They put 24 up against one of the best defenses in the country in Wisconsin. And then they have this game where they storm back from behind and and just use... He, he's really good at just playing to his strengths. And... I mean, he, he's putting together a really, really attractive resume for a potential head coaching job. Mm -hmm. But, God, do I hope he stays with us. 
Yeah, I agree. I, you know, not a big, big, big time school, but maybe certainly a MAC team where you can recruit and and pull the spread offense off successfully. Because you know, when you look around the Big Ten too, the run first spread op- spread offense has become a little bit more popular. Rod Smith obviously is is one of those guys who who leads the way in in that offense. You know, a, a great game. Now, stop talking about that. We'll get into the game. Man, the game was awesome. I I went to the bars. I know bad for the first half, <laughs> and I was I was I was tweaking a little bit. Um, um, but I we left at halftime, and I, I went to my buddy. I said, "Hey, it's it's ten to what twenty eight? Mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, ten to twenty eight. Good chances we can still win this game." Went back home, watched the rest of it. Rest is history. Um. What is better, the the Pats win or this win? I mean, you have to say the Pats win because it no. was in the Super Bowl. But like, but this, come this on, was pretty dang good. Here, here are the things that stick out to me the most in this game. Um, I've got I've got about four or five of them that really like stand out to me, and some of them are just calling out how stupid Michigan State managed the the end of the game. But I'll get with it. First of all. Having a defense without your best pass rusher in Wally Batiku and without Jake Hansen due to injury, plus Milo, Milo getting ejected in the beginning of the game and still managing to shut down Michigan State enough to keep your team in it and force four turnovers, incredible. Incredible showing by the defense. Secondary was really, really good, and they had to be. The next thing. We've been waiting all game long for Brandon Peters to just air it out, and he was terrific. Really, really good. Third, what in the world was Michigan State doing on the 4th and 16, not double-covering Bebe? There's no reason you should not have two guys all over over. Not in time. I I mean, how much (laughs) Very late. Way too late. So that's, that's the third thing. The fourth thing is... Because Brandon Peters was able to throw the ball so well today, Illinois was able to win a game when running the ball was not easy. They they really could not run the ball, and they still won the game. A great testament, I think, to Rod Smith, but also Brandon Peters kind of having his game. You know, this this could be called the Brandon Peters game, if you will. And then it was the the last thing is. You know, they did have the whole come from behind. They were down 28-3. to three. But there was also the point it was, what, 34-30, to 30, I think. And, no, no, maybe 30-20, to 20, whatever it was. We were about to tie the game right after um, we got that turnover on the, the botched fumble. I mean, the botched uh, snap, we got the turnover. Brandon Peters had... Josh Bebe, wide open on a fade, under through an interception. That was almost like the nail in the comeback. It was like, yeah, we gave it a good shot, but we didn't quite get it, like the Michigan game. Mm-hmm. We showed that we could play with them, but we didn't beat them. But the defense comes up with another big stop. Illinois gets their chance to tie the game. They tie it, and then they win it. And, and they, it was like a full culmination of everything that needed to happen in various other games. It all came together in this game, and Illinois is bowl eligible. Do you think there's any correlation between the Brian Lurkey? Did you see the hit that he took um, right before the interception on the the knee of Harding, and then the 
eight yard difference between where he threw the ball and the wide receiver right to Sidney Brown. Yeah, it was Unreal. almost like it was almost like Sidney Brown <laughs> caught it and was like, "Oh, I got the ball now!" Like it yeah. was so out of nowhere. The ball was nowhere even close. I do think that played a factor to it. The first half, Illinois was bad defensively. Like I'm just gonna say, they, they could not put any pressure on Lewerke. Lewerke no. looked really good, and. Um, the secondary was pretty good in coverage all day, but when there's no pass rush, they can only maintain coverage right. for so long. Once Illinois finally started pass rushing, I don't know if they sprinkled in a few blitzes or whatever it was, maybe just tired out mm-hmm. Michigan State's they brought line a couple times. Once they started getting pressure on Lewerke, that game switched into Illinois' favor really quickly. And, I mean, four more takeaways. They lead the nation now with 26. Are you kidding me? That's insane. Yeah, that's that's lovely ball though, and and that's what's been successful. And and you're absolutely right. You know, if I could critique this team a little bit more in this game, um, organize my thoughts a little bit more. Uh, it's Wooly Batiku not being there certainly has downgraded the defensive line quite a bit. We don't have great pass rush. Um, Even and, with and the, him, it's not great. Right, and then add on the fact we had two freshmen li- or not freshmen, but. Um, young linebackers. Young linebackers with not a lot of whole in-game experience, not hitting the right gaps on blitzes. And Jamal Woods got hurt, another pass rusher. Right. So we were really short-staffed defensively, especially in that front seven, front eight, however you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And they still were able to to put enough Win. pressure to force four takeaways or turnovers, I guess. Right. And, I mean, Sidney Brown played really well. Yeah, Nate Hobbs. Nate Hobbs has always been good. And Stanley Adams Green had a really good game. Lovey has a lot of confidence. You can see it because when they line up two yards away from the receiver and they still yeah. they don't get beat, um, especially on those blitz packages when, when he lines them up right there on them and we get pressure and, you know, there's that one play, I think it was third down um, around the 40-yard line, I want to say 50-yard line, where that exact, that's exactly what happened. That was a great play, but um, – we don't get pass rushing. On top of it, switch to offense real quick. Our uh, our pass protection is terrible. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is. is bad. The it the... needs to get better. Our run, great offense line is great on the run. On the pass, it needs a lot of work. Yeah, and we just happen to be playing uh, a team with a really good pass rush that is also really good at stopping the run. So they kind of made us pass all day and then punished us for it by sacking Peters a bunch of times. But I- I'm going to say two things. One, Peters did a heck of a job scrambling out and, and making some throws. Uh, the one that comes to mind is the one that he scrambled out, spun twice, and threw it right to Caleb Reams, and he just dropped it off his chest. Uh, that was yeah. a really bad play. But Nailed him right on the numbers. It's a testament to Peters being a little nifty in the pocket, mm-hmm. more nifty than we think. And then the other thing is the offensive line, wasn't great, but they did enough in that mm-hmm. second half to give Peters chances. Give him enough time to loft it up to Bebe, however. You know, Bebe only had four catches. They just happened to be, like, maybe the four biggest plays of the entire game. Yep. And and just giving Peters enough time to to get the ball out is what gave the Illini a chance in that second half. His deep ball throws in this game were just so smooth. They looked fantastic. Those two to Bebe were huge. Um that Caleb Reams one, wow! How about that play call? That was there was there was no swing, there was nothing. The, that was just giving Peters more time on the throw to make a good throw. There was no no trick to any of that. That was just have him roll out and try and find a guy, and that's exactly what he did. Yeah. Imagine how much better this team's gonna be when we have Luke Ford. 
Yeah. Uh, another pass catcher. And then think about it, too. Smalling was injured and Trayvon Sidney's injured. Two more pass catchers. We have people that don't usually catch passes out there. I mean, Justice Williams was catching right. balls. Donnie Navarro got dinged up a little bit. Yeah. There, there are a few guys that um, were in there that weren't usually, and, and Peters was still finding them and, and throwing to them. And, I mean, we can't really talk about the game without talking about McCourt's missed extra point. Yeah. Like, that How was such a deflating that? thing. But, that was absolute Illinois football right there. But Illinois made it not matter. So, testament to them coming back from... I saw a tweet that was like, Illinois was deader than dead at least five times in that second half. Yeah, and, Michigan and they State still, let us in. And another yeah. thing, why was Michigan State calling timeouts for us? No. It was like, oh, we need to save some time just in case they score. So we No, you can't think like that. It's got to be our defense is yeah. better than your offense. We're going to stop you. But instead, they called timeouts, gave Illinois chances to sub and, and come up with plays. They gifted us that pass interference on fourth down. Even It was P.I., but that's just a really tough call to take for Michigan State. And all of a sudden, Illinois is third in the Big Ten West and on their way to a bowl game. Yeah, and you know, hopefully we'll go to New York. Um, Pinstripe Bowl is the one I think we'll go to. I'm hoping that's what the deal is. Music City Bowl is an option. Then I would love to go to Nashville. I would, Nashville would be cool. California is on the table. Yeah, so is Dallas. I, that one. I think if we win one more game, whether it's Iowa or Northwestern, we won't be going to the Motor City Bowl um, in Detroit. The Quicken so, Lane Bowl? Quicken Lane Bowl. Sorry, it used yeah. to be the Motor. So um, not that far off. So if we win one more game, we should be going to a better bowl game mm-hmm. in a better win city the probably. Games. Which is on the table, too. And let me just point out to all of you listening, Patrick picked Michigan State in that game. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure you uh, oh, that's fair. You remember. That's okay. <laughs> I remember. I didn't think we were going to win until halftime. Did. <laughs> didn't think we were going to win until four seconds left in the game. Yeah. That's me. I'm the pessimist. Whatever. Uh, I've seen too many Illinois seasons to think about this. Uh, but next two games, Iowa-Northwestern will preview the Iowa game next week. But... If we win out, I was telling a couple of friends this, we're ranked. We might crack the top 25. We're I think ranked. so. We're, we're probably, if you look at it right now, we, we probably have maybe a mention or two. We have one. We have one vote Who from a th- Boston Globe writer. Okay. So we're national now. We are. People are taking notice. One, Illinois one football person is taking notice. Is back. <laughs> and, and with that, we are going to go to our power ranking yep. segment of the Big Ten and I've got Illinois in the same spot. It was probably generous last week, but it's, it's I think, right where they belong this week. But number one is has, a, has been all year Ohio State. Uh, absolutely. Iowa, Ohio State, excuse me, um, deserves that spot. On to the next one, number two, Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota <laughs> beat Penn State. This was their first, like, big win of the year because it was, like, their first real, Actual, real opponent right. this year. Um and they and to PJ Fleck in Minnesota's credit, they've won their only like big test this year. They deserve to be number two, and Penn State's three in my book. Uh yeah, absolutely close game. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun to watch right before the Illini couple game. of different calls that might have switched the switched the outcome a little bit, but Minnesota won that game. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Uh yeah, not a whole lot you could say about that. Um. Great game, Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota finally got their first big win, and, and it looks like they're they're gonna hope probably win out unless they lose to 
Wisconsin, in which case they'd still go to the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, probably. And then fourth, I've got Wisconsin, um, like you just mentioned. Pretty telling win over Iowa. They looked pretty good. Needed that one to kind of bounce back. So I've got uh, Wisconsin at four. Um, I also have Wisconsin at four. I got Michigan I five. Michigan five. Um, oh, man, we're going to end the same this week. I don't know. I Oh, well, where Illinois is going to be very different. Yeah, I've got Michigan-Iowa rounding out the top six. Yep, same here. Iowa uh, almost beat Wisconsin last week, but close enough. Um, number seven, Indiana. <laughs> I've got Illinois seven. Right. I think you just didn't want to put Illinois seven. Um, Illinois is probably one of the yeah, best Yeah, I actually story. probably should put Illinois seven. I don't know what you're thinking, man. Because the Michigan State <laughs> beat Indiana. And Illinois beat Illinois Michigan beat State. Michigan State. So. Yeah, I'm wrong. All right, Illinois yeah, number okay, seven. Illinois That's seven. right. Guess we're My the bad. Same. Um, All right, number eight, Indiana. I actually have Michigan State eight. Okay. Um, and then oh, Indiana nine. Okay, I still think Indiana eight, just because it's Indiana. I know their pain, so I want to give them a little bit of a leg up. Um, this is this is a little fun fact. We are, I believe, eighteen games away. So two bad seasons from having a negative all-time record. Really? Yeah. Well, fun fact for you. Not so fun, but a little But we're fun. two uh, good seasons away from making that four bad seasons away. Right, exactly. So, um, also, these seasons have to be very bad. I'm wrong. We're, we're one season. games over? 11. So, one super bad season or a couple of bad seasons away. We have 50 ties? Yeah. Jeez. All right. Good. Um, well, 10, I have Nebraska. I could have flipped that with Purdue, um, but I decided to keep nebraska there they didn't move because they were on a bye so nebraska 10 for me yeah uh, msu 9 um obvious reasons uh then purdue 10 actually for me um purdue beat nebraska so head for head they got there um good team uh injured i think they're better than yeah. nebraska nebraska's got a lot to figure out scott frost has to figure his stuff out i have him at 11 yeah i could have probably f- flipped that i have purdue 11 but i actually th- might um re think that now that you, there you said that so I'll i have some good reasoning behind go my purdue, purdue nebraska 10 pick. nebraska after 11. that and then 12 13 14 maryland northwestern rutgers yeah, for me absolutely northwestern is doing terrible love to see it um they deserve 13 but they're not quite as bad as rutgers True. who is really in the dumper um we have never like i've never felt the rutgers pain yeah and we shouldn't ever feel the Rutgers. I pain. agree. They're not a Big Ten so, team. I can't relate to them, but it must. It must really suck. It, it must. Um, speaking, speaking about of, yeah, not having two nice things because we can't have two nice things. Um, Illinois basketball took the L big time against Arizona. Yeah, but since since the last time we talked, they have played two games. They beat Grand Canyon right. eighty three to seventy one. Start off the season two and zero oh, and lost game. to a ranked Arizona team ninety to sixty nine. Um, not a great game. They were in it all the way up until like the last, say, 10 minutes of the game, 15 15 minutes minutes of the game. Um, it seems what happens when we play better teams than us on the road, we're with them, we're with them, we're with them and they kind of run out of gas. They pull away a little bit. Yep. Um, the better team won that game. Yeah. Arizona is going to be ranked in the top 10 in a couple of weeks. They are, they are really good. They are not number 21. They are way better than that. Nico Mannion is pretty good. Um, Josh Green's pretty good. They got some real ballers. Um, yeah, so, I can't. I cannot believe they're twenty-one. Yeah, they they probably <laughs> should be better. They're very athletic and also very balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't rely too much on the three or on their bigs. Um, 
Illinois also has a balance to them, which is really good. They just need to kind of – they seem to be lacking a little bit on the chemistry end um, yeah. with Kofi in there. They can't get the ball down low when they need to. Kofi's struggling rebounding right now. All things that we thought we'd see early in the season, but hopefully we'll get cleaned up once we play a couple of bad teams. Yeah. He's unexperienced, really, and you know this is going to be one of the growing pains. I wasn't excited about playing Arizona this early in the season. Uh, especially back-to-back road games um, in Arizona. Um, not, I didn't like anything about this game, and I'll probably leave it at that. Um, yeah, I mean, Iowa wasn't great. He was okay. Um, yeah, it's just the guards cannot figure out a way to get it down low. Georgie's been really slow this year. Um, we'll see huge improvements, though. That's my prediction in the next couple couple weeks. Yeah. I, I'm less of a pessimist about Illinois basketball than I am. Illinois football. Yeah, it it's not easy when you play one of the better teams in the country um, right away. Um, but Illinois comes back home. I mean, Io said last week was one of the biggest weeks in Illinois basketball history, of recent history. And they go 2-1. and one. That's not bad. That's fine. Um, and they come for a five-game homestand against some pretty not-too-great teams. Yeah, one They've team that's got not even in. Hawaii at yeah. home, then Citadel mm-hmm. at home. Then Hampton. Hampton's dangerous. Lindenwood. Who is non... And then Miami. Miami. Miami's going to be the bigger game on that that docket of five, but all five very winnable. And then they go on, on the, the road, road to open uh, Big Ten play. Against a top ten Maryland team. That's going to be the very good game because we'll be more seasoned. You yeah, know, but I don't we're like also coming game. off of five really not Maryland teams. And yeah, but... And going to play Maryland at Maryland. That, that's why I'm glad we have these games because we can figure out how to get the ball down low. Where, True. Where Georgie fits in this offense. Um, you know, there's simple problems that need to be solved. How to not turn over the ball, that's one of them. Um, <laughs> all need to be figured out. These are the teams you're going to figure it out against and we'll get better. This game really, I was telling some... Uh, while I was watching it, I was saying, hey, this reminds me a lot about the Gonzaga game in 2014 or 15, I want to say. Nana Egwu was the center. John, mm-hmm. John Gross was the, was the uh, um, head coach at the time. I think Malcolm Hill was on that team, too. I want to say he was a sophomore. Um, Nana Egwu was a senior. I'm, I might be wrong on my Illinois history here. But it, it, it felt a lot like the game we were keeping in, we were keeping in, we were keeping in, and then we'd pull away in the last eight minutes. But the reverse really happened, and Arizona pulled away um, by big digits. We can hang with one of the, some of the top teams for a while. It's all about closing, and we still haven't figured that out this season. Yeah. Once we figure that out, and I think it's a, I, I think we will. There's enough talent on this team to figure that out. We'll be a better team. And while the Illinois football team is on a bye week this week, the Illinois basketball team does not play for eight days. Yeah. So, a um, little bit of a lull in the action for us, but we're going to try to talk to some basketball players later this week and get that to you on the episode Thursday. We also might be interviewing Illinois football and basketball play-by-play man Brian Barnhart, so we'll hope to get you that on Thursday. But for now, that just about wraps up this week's edition of Oski Talk. We'll see you guys on Thursday, ILL. I and I.